0: The headaches were gone, Connor was back, the kid was okay. At least she was yesterday. Things were getting better. Back to normal, maybe. But as he sat out in the courtyard behind the guild hall, staring up at the black hill, Caden couldn't settle. It felt like something fundamental had shifted. Maybe more than one thing, really. But it was like the air was different. The earth was different. Maybe there was no going back. He pushed himself up, grunting through a stabbing pain in his right knee, the knee that seemed to be aging twice as fast as the rest of him, and walked back inside. Hardly anyone even came to the guild hall anymore. Every one of the portable smithies, those carts that would roll up the hill every morning, was sitting in the paddock. The forges were all cold. But Someone needed to catalog the orders they couldn't fill, had to clean the bellows, keep the irons oiled so they wouldn't crack when they touched fire again. There was always work to do, always something to keep his mind off the changes. Caden sighed and kept right on walking, through the hall and out the front door. The work would be there tomorrow. He could take an afternoon off, see how his wife was doing, worry about his kids, cook up a nice dinner maybe, stare up at that hill, black against the night sky, and hope that sword was making a difference. This is Pod Against the Machine.
1: Part Against the Machine.
0: Out Against the Machine, the actual play Pathfinder podcast where the party learns to heal themselves at level three and immediately becomes literally unstoppable. I'm your host, Sam, and here is everybody. The waving doesn't...
1: We're all waving.
2: We're waving. (laughs) Howdy. Jeff didn't wave.
0: Nope.
3: (laughs) Nonconformists unite.
0: They can't. (sighs) Only some of them can. Well, when we last left the very capable four, they had a fun excursion to a warehouse wherein they got the head of the town council and they um, politely got themselves let into Garminola's warehouse, uh, searched the place and gotten a bit of a scuffle, wound up beating up an entire gang and chasing Mr. Ulrich himself out onto the streets. Uh, After which they discovered there was a humming device in a box in his office which uh, upon some poking and prodding appeared to be the source of the headaches that were plaguing the town. It also appeared to be a technological artifact capable of transmitting power from a power source within 1,000 feet and a power target that could be up to 150 miles away. And that's where we find ourselves now, standing still in that warehouse, circled around this odd piece of technology. Before we get into the actual play tonight, I'd just like to ask a little bit, now that we're starting to see some of the pieces come together, come out of uh, the mystery that is what's going on in Torch, do we have any theories on, on what's going on? It's a
2: spaceship.
0: (laughs) That was going to be mine. There's a spaceship buried under the town.
4: Has anybody here read the Tommyknockers? That's my theory.
3: (laughs) (laughs) This is all because Joanne is pissed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Before... I form a theory about it. I did have a question that I had asked uh, ahead of time. I'm not sure if we covered this last time, but is there any way for us to determine where the power is going? Cause I know that we know that it's within a thousand feet, but we can't determine where it's coming from. But uh, yeah, is there any, cause I, I see on the little, like the, the icon that there's like monitors or terminal displays, whatever. Um, can we get any more information off of it or did we get all the info we could?
0: We um, might be able to um, sort of work out where the power is going or at least a, a direction and approximate distance, uh, but it would probably take some time um, to sort of hunker down with the machine.
1: Okay. yeah, I didn't want to like cut off our, our speculation or anything. I was just I feel like that's a piece of the puzzle of like who is the power going to? That I want to figure out if this has anything to do with like, how about this? How, how many different parties do we think are at play here? Because we have like the purple haired woman that's under, under the torch. And then like we have Garmin who is harvesting power from the torch or from the ship or which we assume that has some relationship to the torch. Did the headaches start right after the torch went out?
2: It was a couple days after.
1: A couple days after. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So that doesn't really seem to have any direct correlation between the power relay and the torch itself immediately going out then.
4: Yeah, it's not like siphoning the torch's power or something. Uh, We didn't find anything in the warehouse that looks like it runs on technology other than this thing, right?
0: Right. It seemed like the warehouse was actually pretty empty. There were a lot of crates that had basically nothing in them uh, there's garmin's office which had some silver discs in it i think um and some ledgers but nothing particularly interesting
4: he'd have to be rolling like that's not exactly the right terminology should be used for in universe <laughs> he's not rolling but like he'd have to be dealing with these headaches too so there's got to be a reason he wanted to leave this thing on even though it's basically killing him So I'm interested in what he was powering. Like Zack said, if there is a way we can figure out what that power is going to, like what he thought was worth having this technology that's clearly making everybody sick, especially when he's somebody that like runs a business in town that requires people to not be bedridden with horrible headaches.
2: All right. I'm of the opinion there are clues in the casino or, you know, just a good time. but probably clues because I have played a lot of point and clicks.
4: (laughs) Have we heard of any groups other than Connor's that have made more than one trip? Is there anybody that we've heard of who's gone down and come back up other than Connor?
0: Uh, Connor's group and your group are the only ones who've gone down and emerged. Um, You did hear from Connor that there were, was a group that went in after his first trip, but before his second, um, that he didn't find any of their bodies. So he doesn't know how far in they may have gotten.
4: I'm just trying to think who would have gotten this out for Garvin,
1: because it had to have
4: been somebody that went in, survived, and got back out.
1: We don't necessarily know the generator came off of the ship, though. Yeah. true. We know that the power is coming off the ship, so it could have been yeah. trucked in from somewhere else. This mm-hmm. could be a technically thing. I mean, this yeah, could very, but I mean, like, but I
4: mean through fantasy Wi Fi, basically.
1: <laughs> but at the same time, the technically operates with impunity in Numeria. So I would imagine that if this was theirs, there would be no need for subterfuge because they already have this town, like, you know, um, yeah. they ask, yeah, so. Yeah, they'd just roll in and
4: say we're putting this down and using it. They wouldn't hide it in a warehouse.
3: For what it's worth, my theory is that I do think Garmin and the purple-haired woman were working together. Uh, my my inclination there comes from the fact that he had so much to do with like taking a piece of like trade income and the only thing we knew about her was that she had a merchant stall set up at some point and so that could have been a front she could have nothing to do with that but between that and all the weird like he didn't want Parta to go under the mountain because maybe he knew some stuff about it because i I don't know i just i get a i get a feeling that he's not a smokescreen or just a one-off random coincidence but i don't Obviously, I don't know the nature of their
1: relationship
3: yet, but I I theorize that they're working together.
0: All right. Well, without further ado, let's get into it. Uh, We find ourselves in the uh, office at the warehouse where you found this uh, power relay. It's kind of circled around the the power relay itself with Dolga, Frederick, over by the door that um, Garmin just took to make his invisible escape. So, let's pick it up there.
2: It's been like a month since anyone was in (laughs) (laughs) here.
1: When you were answering my initial question about the relay, you said that we could fiddle with it more and potentially determine where the power was going?
0: Yeah, I think I said, um... Last time that uh, you weren't able to determine that, but it looks like if you spend some time with it um, and can read and draw, and you know, make some engineering checks, you might be able to figure out like a direction and distance.
1: And it also makes sense that if that is going to take some dedicated time and study, um, that game mechanically, Garmin's been gone for what, like two minutes? Like we're still in the heat of this so um what we had sort of discussed prior to this session was trying to head him off at the places that we knew where he was at right for the most part we talked about scooby doing around getting in the mystery machine yeah. taking it around torch mm-hmm. thinking more
4: less like heading him off and more trying to figure out what he's been up to like checking his office checking if his house if he has one and we could also, like you said, we could have run into him there, or get there before him if he wants to try to, like, destroy evidence or something.
3: We need to put on a put a bolo out for him.
0: <laughs> so I think while you're all gathered around this relay, um, Dolga is going to sort of close the door and and head over to to see what everyone's looking at. Um, and she'll say, "Well, you were certainly right about him, the cause of the headaches being in here."
2: Well, it seems like they're gone now, but we still have this thing. Rigsby. do you, um, is this yours? It seems like it's not yours, but also it seems like you would know the most about it.
5: I mean, it's definitely uh, my bailiwick, but from what I understand, um, between Asher and I going over this, uh, is that it takes power energy and transmits it great distances, uh, without connection. It's quite advanced, frankly, uh, but I do know that it is the source of our headaches, and if we have some time, we could probably get more information out of it. Although I'm not sure right now is the time for scholarship.
4: It might be better to just destroy it and make sure that Garmin couldn't get his hands on it again. And while it may be able to power things, one thing we do know it does is make everyone in this town sick.
3: On the other hand, perhaps using this device as bait of some kind might draw Garmin out where we could capture him for questioning.
5: Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if the, uh, headaches are a bug or a feature. Not quite sure what that means either. but. It's not saying that the use of this could potentially outweigh even some headaches. There are people that could benefit from power. Uh, this alone could bring technology or energy to people in the steppes and planes if they want it. I understand the Kellett caution, but I think this box has some secrets to tell us before we smash it.
3: And given that we have yet to have time to study it, we don't know for certain whether the only reason headaches were being caused was because of the fact that perhaps Garmin didn't know how to operate it either. We may well be able to learn a way to gain the benefits without the consequences.
0: Perhaps we should find a safe place to, to put it for the time being. Somewhere we know no one will be able to turn it back on.
2: There,
4: somewhere you know that's safe enough like that
2: I guess it depends on how he would have gotten it the first time. And maybe Asher's right, if we keep it with us, he has to come after us to get it. Although I guess he did leave it with us, but only because we covered him in butter and almost killed him.
4: I don't think we could carry something this size around with us easily, though. As much as I don't trust this thing, I do like Dolga's idea, is at least we have somewhere we can keep it that he won't be able to easily get to it. But do we have anyone to guard it? Isn't most of the town council indisposed.
2: Maybe not anymore.
0: We could uh, bring it to the Temple of Bri where at least uh, Joram and Connor are uh, all the time. I know Connor's in no state for a fight, but at least it would be attended.
5: I see no issue with the father taking temporary possession of this, possibly looking it over himself if he has any training in the alien tongue. Um, but I think I agree with Vargas. This looks a bit unwieldy. I I agree that it could be bait, but he doesn't know if we have it or not. So if we just spirit it away, we might still get him to come after us. What do we want to do now?
2: We should find Garmin. But he's, you know, invisible.
0: Uh, Doga, do you know where his home is? Um, let me just roll a knowledge local. I do know where his home is. Um, he lives over on the uh west side of town, not far from the Silver disc Hall. That can take you there.
4: Would have been surprising if you didn't know. I believe when we met you, you told us you've been living in this town for over
0: 200 years. Well, that doesn't mean I've got the place memorized. People come and go and also more like 100 years. Thank you very much. Not an (laughs) elf.
3: Yes, let's not be rude. Apologize for my uncouth companion. We do appreciate your willingness to take us to Garmin's home. Would it be prudent for some of us to go towards his home and others to go to the casino if... If he is on the run, it it may well be that he's heading towards one of those locations, or both, perhaps. It didn't seem like we found anything here that would give us more information. Yes, we checked thoroughly for any hidden compartments, false drawers, or anything of that nature. Did we?
0: I believe you did, yeah. You found the um, false bottom to the drawer with the silver disc inside it. I mean,
5: my father always said, when you have a chance, split the party. So, I'm down.
2: I've heard that too. I got inside of a cookie one time.
4: So, who should go in which group? Two of us should go with Dolga to his house, and the other two should check out the casino. Who's doing which?
3: I mean this in the most well-intentioned way, Vargas, but perhaps you should not yet return to the casino. Uh, They may not have had time adequately to replenish their inventory after how much you drank in our last visit.
4: Might be sound advice. I have recently lost a large amount of blood.
2: (laughs) Sound strategy.
5: Kira, you should be on Team Casino. We need to intimidate the thugs there. Uh, That's the only argument I see for Hurricane Vargas returning to the scene of destruction. However, I'm more than happy to go either way, but, um,
2: yeah. I think Dolga and I should not be in the same group, in case we need town things, because I've also ruled really well on all of my knowledge local checks. That's an inside joke for listeners, because no, I haven't. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but those perception rolls.
2: So, so perceptive. The magic scorpion, friends and get yourself a magic scorpion. Okay, so I'll go to the casino and Vargas will not go to the casino and then Rick, you and Asher can play rock, paper, scissors? Do you have
3: an inclination, Asher? Thinking about it tactically, although I certainly hope we don't have to engage in any more combat. I imagine the constraints space-wise on a home to be... T- it, it should be tighter quarters there than it would be at the casino and I tend to be most effective when i have some opportunity to move around perhaps i'll accompany kira to the casino then and you and vargas could accompany Dolga to garmin's home all right metal man let's
5: go commit some legal b e
1: he looks pretty excited at this <laughs>
4: prospect <laughs> that, that kind of smiles as <laughs> he's happy to be going to break something
0: dolga slings her hefty hammer up onto her shoulder and says, well, let's go do the thing rather than standing around talking about it.
2: Okay, hands in, everyone.
3: Star wipe.
2: And then...
0: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I
3: didn't mean to cut you off.
2: I had nothing to end it with, so great. That was... That was thanks, thanks, Jeff, I appreciate it. <laughs>
4: Honestly, I was picturing my head more like the old uh, '60s Batman spinning wipe,
0: but with uh, Kingsley.
2: (laughs) Oh, how cute!
0: That's pretty fantastic. Okay, which scenario would you like to do first? As the party heads off to the west side of town and and splits um, up to go in sort of opposite or not opposite directions, but you know, separate directions. Oh, also the. Power relay. You carrying it with you? Or you leaving it there? We could probably go as a group first and bring that to the temple.
2: Okay.
0: It's about 50 pounds, so it, it can be carried.
2: Bricks, you got this one? <laughs>
3: it's
2: like, Kira could juggle six of these, no problem.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: Bricks just does that thing that rats do when something's too heavy where he puts it in his mouth and tries to drag it really poorly. Slice uh, of pizza upstairs. To, like, yeah exactly um so do we all together um to really draw out talking about what we're going to be doing before we do it do we want to all together go to see uh father kite to really impart the importance of not letting this fall into the hands of other people or do you two want to just go and do that because you're strong i guess dole strong i guess vargas is strong i'm the only not strong person so i'm not carrying
3: this. i have a nine strength as well my guy oh wait never mind nine strength
4: buddies yeah <laughs> Vargas is also not touching that thing
3: that
1: can make carry it <laughs> oh yeah that's true I
3: was just thinking Kira could kind of shot put this thing into the temple <laughs> from here
2: I mean she'd totally be down to try and if it breaks you know <laughs> that's kind of what we wanted
3: check the forum sam would be would be the first group to immediately destroy the artifact after finding it <laughs> but unintentionally
4: <laughs> oops
3: all right yeah we'll go to the temple sure
4: yeah all right but not well all of together. us I, I don't think we should all go all right so well because the temple's in a different direction than the other two right well because the... you said he lives fairly close to the casino.
0: Yeah, the casino and Garmin's house are both kind of past the temple. The temple is right near the middle of town, and you're on the east side right now, or the northeast.
4: Oh, so we'll pass the temple on the way there? Okay, yeah, so let's drop it off on the way.
0: All right. So after 20 more minutes of discussions of (laughs) of how this is going to work out, the uh, party moves out, uh, carrying the power relay, uh, carefully wrapped in a dead friend blanket south to um and around the corner to the temple of bri which is pretty quiet this time of day um but the doors are unlocked as always and um you know gear father kites in the in the back with in the sort of makeshift hospital they have with for connor back there
1: quick point of order we've carried two technological wonders and only one dead friend in that blanket when is it going to become the technological wonder blanket
2: I guess only one Um, dead friend. Yeah. We've also used it for a... Well, no, I don't think we officially canoned Connor or Vargas into the dead friend blanket. It's true. So, fair.
1: Just saying, neither of them were dead either. Anyway. Yeah, we go go on into the temple after having that (laughs) (laughs) discussion in front of Dolka, making her further uncomfortable about... Yeah, she's
0: just shaking her head, going, uh, maybe I'll just draw a map for you. <laughs> Never meet your heroes. <laughs> uh, so Joram's in the back, and once he uh, hears you guys coming in, uh, he'll say, Ah, oh, hello again. What brings you back here?
2: We found a box um, that hurts people and theoretically does good things, but I'm less convinced on that front. We're going to hide it here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell anyone about it. Uh,
0: interesting. And, um, do you actually let him see the artifact or?
2: Uh, well, yeah, Cure will <laughs> start to take it out. So it's it's pretty, it's, you know, it's 50 pounds. It's not conspicuous or not inconspicuous. Um, and then suddenly remember there's supposed to be an element of some secrecy here and, and mm. try and hide it and then look at Brixby. It's like, we're gonna, this is cool, right? Yeah uh and we'll give him again not inconspicuous wink like okay i'm handing over the box here it is
5: so father yeah this piece of technology uh akira said uh, has been hurting people is actually the source of the headaches and general maladies that we've been experiencing in town this came out of the hands of a relatively unsavory individual it's important that it doesn't fall back into them. I know we've already given you a, uh, well a broken Connor Bain. so, can you also hold on to this for us?
0: And and you see once he gets his eyes on the power relay, he has a a Brixby-esque uh, sort of look of excitement on seeing it and he sort of um, reaches out and he'll, he'll take the thing which uh, proves to be rather difficult for uh, this Elderly holy man, uh, but he'll hold it up and, and he'll say, uh, uh, yes, it's it's, uh, it's quite all right." Uh, do you, you believe the artifact itself to be in in danger? Um, and will will people be coming for it?
5: I mean, it's good to operate under that assumption. So let's bring it inside and not mention it. Um, and father, and he'll place a sort of pudgy paw on him. I understand the desire, but do not turn it on. We don't know what that would do to Corner's brain. It's already a little scrambled, yeah? Maybe it will fix it, but yeah, probably shouldn't. Probably shouldn't. Good talk.
0: (laughs) He looks at the thing and goes like, hmm. You can see the gears turning in the gear father's head. But he goes, oh, well, I'll I'll leave it powered off, but I'm going to poke and prod at it. I'll, I'll keep it back in the, uh, the fantasy rectory, whatever they call them in this world. Oh. <laughs> but uh, I wouldn't want too many people to see something like this. That We've had a lot of curious parties coming around, but yes, I'll, I'll keep it safe. I'll keep it safe. 13
4: knowledge religion roll. I believe it is still called a rectory.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: nice.
3: Now, when you say a lot of curious parties coming around, you, has that been since Connor Bain has been found, or prior to that?
0: No, S- since uh, since Connor was found, of course, word has traveled around town. You uh, arrived in quite an opportune time for that. There was a, a crowd here, so just about everyone knows where the man is. Uh, we've had people trying to see him. And such. I haven't let any allowed anyone in, save for Val and some close friends, but...
3: Has anybody been particularly insistent by chance, or
0: suspicious? Well, that, um... That out-of-towner... Oh, what's his name, this... Uh, the, you know the one. He's, he's always talking to everyone. He smells a bit odd. He, uh... He was here bright and early this morning, um, but uh, he he didn't give me any trouble. He, he, he left when I asked him to. Do
3: you mean Sandville?
0: Ah, yes, that's the one.
3: Yes, he do, does have a bit of a distinctive odor. But beyond that, nothing, nothing of note beyond mere curiosity, as far as you can
0: tell. No, nothing. I seemed fine to my sense motive check. <laughs> yes,
3: I... I expect that to be high, given wisdom as your key stat.
2: Uh, Kira doesn't know what you're talking about. Um, was he here to to, to do pray stuff? Because he doesn't seem like the kind of guy.
0: I, I don't believe Mr. Tread is a religious man. Uh, he said he was here to see Master Bain. He seemed to think that he could help him, but he's he's not a Healer of any sort that I know of, and everything with that man seems to come with a price, so I, I politely turned him away.
2: Do you know where he went?
0: I haven't the faintest. Curious.
5: That's not a man that I would imagine could do much for somebody's mind, given the state of his own. But interesting. Um, well, Father, we won't take more of your time. But if anybody's particularly pressing, feel free to tell them what Corner has is contagious. Might make your job easier.
0: Oh, that's a clever idea. Uh, keep it in mind. And he'll sort of stagger his way to the back, uh, carrying the power relay um, off towards his office. He's
1: not going to, like, boombox it over his shoulder? Because it has a very, like, boombox vibe.
0: It too. does, but I, I don't think he's hip enough with the youth mm. to do the, the boombox thing. It's the <laughs> Kira. <laughs> <It's>
4: so, so... <laughs> He's
1: going to take it over And hey, those the... kids on the beach. <laughs>
4: <laughs> He's going to take it over to the Temple of the Wanderer and hold it under the window and play Peter Gabriel.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, perhaps that's forbidden love, you know? The two rival churches. It's even in the lyrics, see the doorways of a thousand churches.
3: Man,
4: <laughs> stuff writes itself.
3: The fanfic is writing itself right now.
4: All Let's right, now we move on to our next locations.
0: All right, which one would we like to go to first? Which party is going to die first? <laughs>
2: <Wow>. <laughs> Good question. Uh, until we found out about the home, which maybe we should have, or I should have known about before, it felt like the casino was the obvious next step, but if his home, if the home secrecy is enough to, like, that feels to me like a second scene situation. Oh, I guess we could alternate. just saying if there's action to be found, it feels like it'd be at home. Casino, yeah, we'll intimidate some guards and call it a day. Oh, and then, I don't know, find secret point and clicks, but...
1: You forgot blackjack. I expect you two to gamble a good
2: deal (laughs) in your... Clearly. It's the uh, least awkward, most charming half of the party. That was sarcasm, uh, listeners. Uh, I have no vote, but it feels like we go house second.
0: All right. Whisking away. Star wiping to the casino. And hiding the tokens of people who aren't here. Um, well, the Silver Disc Hall um, appears to be dark. Um, it, it's about 11 a.m. at this point, but uh, there's not a lot of activity. Um, to, obviously, there's no lights to be out, but uh, there's doesn't seem to be really any activity going on. Um, and when you arrive, the door is locked.
3: Well, we gave it our best effort, unfortunately. <laughs> The security is unbreachable
2: <laughs> Sam when you say not much uh, what not much movement activity there's no lights on it's closed from what we can tell are there do we see people inside or outside
0: um, from the outside you can't really see anybody no.
2: okay is there a, a, like a window we can look through some sort of people I don't know how casinos work.
0: And the windows, for the most part, on the silver disc hall, are kind of like the frosted glass like you'd have in a bathroom. Um, so they let light through, but they give you your privacy so you can, you know, make a drunken fool of yourself in the, <laughs> in the casino. But nobody knows except the other people who are there.
2: Oh, it's kindness. All right. And I assume we don't hear anything.
0: Yeah, it seems quiet.
3: Doesn't mean we couldn't have a perception check. Just, you know. I want to roll a dice tonight. First roll on my new Talon and Claw dice tray, wonderfully made by the good people at Talon and Claw. Sixteen
0: total.
2: Um, let's see, eighteen plus. Oh, it's an eight now. That's fun. Uh, what is that? Twenty-six.
0: Wow.
2: Yes. To I don't know hear stuff.
0: Yeah, with well, the 26, um, you can tell there are people in there. It's, it's not empty, um, but it doesn't appear to be, you know, operating hours for the casino, which, unlike Las Vegas, is not it's not really a 24-hour operation. I think it's more of an uh, after-the-work day kind of thing.
2: Um, so, Kira will tell Asher, so there are people inside we can probably get in, but this doesn't seem like a good time to knock... I wonder if they'd open the door for us. We could ask them to open the door, and then we can tell them to open the door.
3: Yes, yes. Uh, let's just see how how things go. After all, what better place to roll the dice than a casino? Uh,
2: I don't know. Maybe like a like a board game shop.
3: Or... I hadn't thought of that. Perhaps a local dice artisan.
2: That game is sorry.
3: Uh, Asher will knock.
0: Um, You knock and after a moment uh, there's a response. Uh, uh, We're closed.
3: Perfect. I was hoping not to disrupt any customers while we came here. Uh, We're here on behalf of the town council uh, just doing an investigation of sorts. Uh, Kindly let us in the doors. We uh, won't take up too much of your time and won't get in the way of any of your business preparations
0: uh you want to make me a diplomacy check on that one i
3: do indeed Uh uh-oh um that was a two on the dice (laughs) uh plus nine is great but that only brings it up to an 11.
2: can i help It's a little
0: bit late now to to do the aid
3: and that dice (laughs) is out
0: Uh, so the, um, voice on the inside says, uh, uh, uh-huh. I'm afraid, uh, Mr. Ulworth isn't here right now. You'll, you'll have to come back later. Uh, I don't have the authority to allow you in.
2: Well, can you talk to us? Ideally not through a door, because that seems rude.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, one moment, please. Um, if you step back from the door, she'll undo the lock and step out and close the door behind her and it is the um gaunt elven woman uh from the other night who was running the fantasy blackjack table and she says uh and uh what is it that that brings you here
2: Like Asher said, we are doing an investigation, um, and ideally we can get inside, but we can start with some just basic questions. Like, how long have you been working here, and do you like it? Do you think the culture fits your sort of expected work style? Also, how many hours do you get off, (laughs) etc.? I'm also looking for a job.
0: Uh, Well, this is probably the best paying operation in town, but I don't know that we have any openings right now, and this is an unconventional way to apply uh, the hours are fine as long as you're a, a night person. Did I cover everything?
2: Yeah, um, work life balance. I'm sorry, not work life balance, cultural fit, values as we say now.
0: Well, it's a casino. So, you know, you you should know what to expect when you're coming in.
2: Can you expand on that some? Just like what is that? What what do you mean? What to expect? Like it, what I just questioned that. Some Jeff, feel free to jump in (laughs) any time.
0: Well, you know, there's... Just the other night, a man I believe you know was making quite a ruckus, shouting all sorts of nonsense. And then of course, there are all sorts of potentially unsavory characters. I don't complain.
2: Potentially unsavory characters? Like who?
0: Ah, just obsessive gamblers and whatnot.
2: Anyone new or not obsessive gambling?
0: You two and your friends, I would say, would qualify as new and notable. I'm not sure of anyone else. Uh, you seem to be looking for something specific.
2: It's not unfair. I don't know what it is, but sure, okay.
3: Yes, have, I, I am curious. Have, has a purple-haired woman been a patron of this establishment at all recently? We've been trying to catch up to her, and, well... Haven't had any luck so far.
0: Um, she sort of frowns and thinks for a moment, and uh, while she's doing that, why don't you give me another diplomacy?
3: Good lord. Well, that was a three on the dice. or so moving on up. The last roll this dice had on Saturday was a natural 20. Turns out it does roll other numbers. This time a three for a 12.
0: Uh, she says, I- I'm... I'm afraid I can't recall any any purple-haired woman. We, I would know if we had a customer like that. Well, sense,
3: sense. motive action.
2: Uh, 18 total.
3: 11 on the dice for an 11. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. Well, um, this time Kira can tell that there's... She definitely appears to be hiding something.
2: Um... I don't want to be rude, but it does kind of seem like you're lying, and I've had kind of a stressful couple of days, and my methods of dealing with that lately have not been what I would call healthy, but they've been really fun and very smashy. Um, you seem really normal, so I don't want to have to really fun and smashy you. Maybe you could just like tell us if you're lying and also the truth part of it, and I'll just go ahead and intimidate on that one. <laughs> Okay, well, that's not great. That's eight plus eight, 16.
0: Well, the 16, um, she thinks it over for a moment. Um, and then she goes, well, now that you mention it, uh, <laughs> as I said, we, we haven't had a customer who was a purple-haired woman, um, but I, I did see one a woman meeting that description about two weeks ago, uh, speaking with Garmin. Um, I didn't make much of a note of it, but I, I, she appeared to just be a religious figure of some sort. I didn't recognize her holy symbol, but... I don't know. These religious types, you know what I mean. She <laughs> looks at Asher. Yes. You know how they are.
3: Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> could, could you perhaps describe you recall what her holy symbol looked like uh, I'm familiar with a few that uh, would be most helpful
2: yeah or maybe you could draw it um, I bet Garman has paper in his office <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, she smiles at that one and says uh, nice try um, it was a like a sort of a U shape a A stylized U shape. Sort of thicker at the ends and and sort of straighter lines across the bottom.
2: Like a U floating on water?
0: Just just a U by itself.
3: What a knowledge religion on that one. All right. It's like I could do it later, but I kind of want to know right now. (laughs) I also like to roll above an 11. didn't, though, that was a five on the dice, plus five for a ten. This pile of of dice misfits is getting larger.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you have no idea. That doesn't seem familiar at all.
3: Hmm, perhaps Brixby or Vargas knows. Well, that is an interesting piece of information, and I do appreciate you sharing it with us. I'll be honest, uh, things for Mr. Ulrith are not looking great on... Well, let me, let me put it a different way. I don't know how confidently your employment will continue. Carmen Ulrith is sort of a person of interest in a case right now, and you seem like a nice enough person. I'd be happy to put in a good word for you with Dolga and the town council if you would kindly let us investigate as we've requested. Should you be looking for employment in the near future, that favor for the town council would certainly go far in securing such a thing. And I will
0: bluff.
2: Can I help on this one?
0: Yeah, go for it. I will
2: say... yeah, my mom is on the town council and she probably love you. It's actually not a bluff, but eh, let's call it a 50 50. You are. Oh.
3: Well, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Five on the dice for a 12.
2: You can have plus two. Do you want plus two?
3: Oh, I'd love the plus two. Thanks. That brings up to a 14.
2: Yay!
3: Which I Good wish job. I'd rolled on the dice. Or, or more, even.
0: <laughs> well, she's gonna, um, shake her head and say, uh, uh as much as I, uh, appreciate the offer, uh, I believe I'll take my chances with Mr. Ulworth. If things are as bad as you say, uh, well, we'll, we'll just have to see. Now, if, if I've answered all of your questions, and I believe that I have, um, uh, I'd like to get back to setting things up for the day.
2: Okay. It's just you in there setting things up? Oh. You and your setup friends?
0: There are several other employees in here, if if that's what you mean.
2: Okay. Cool. Last question. Um, where did you see Garmin and that lady talking? Was it here?
0: Oh, yes, she was here in, in Garmin's office.
2: I really like to see that office. I really like to see that office.
0: Hey, did he have any
3: windows in that office? Out of character, trying to remember.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, he had a couple with um, frosted glass, I believe. Let me see. Yeah, the windows in that office were filled with artful frosted glass that doesn't allow a clear view of the outside, only light.
3: Did it say like the size of the windows? I'm just asking for a friend, <laughs> like maybe a small tail having mm-hmm. friend.
0: Um, I would say that the windows would probably be large enough for a small tail having friend to make it through, uh, especially if that tail having friend was wearing a bow. <laughs>
3: <laughs> God me, fair and square. Yeah, I, I've I've been told that scorpion-sized windows are the ideal way to provide lighting inside your office, so that makes the most <laughs> sense.
0: It's true. But, yeah, I, I think that um, the windows are large enough for a small-sized uh, creature to, to make it through without too much of a problem, were they to be open or broken, you know.
2: Naturally. Well, um, ma'am, I don't think you gave us a name, but thank you for your help.
0: I don't think you asked, you seem me.
2: I mean, you seemed like you were getting upset with the questions from before, so we kind of decided to cut it short. Well, I apologize for being rude.
0: Perhaps if you'd asked more polite questions, we would have gotten off on a better foot.
2: Are we not on a good foot?
0: Oh. There are better feet.
2: <sighs> well, I give up. <sighs> okay, bye.
0: Goodbye and good luck with your investigation. And She will go back
2: inside. <laughs> I guess Yakira yeah, will step a little bit away from the door. Well, shouting distance. Um... Are we going to leave?
3: I am not certain. I'm torn.
2: Torn? Torn between what?
3: Well, between more forcefully gaining entrance or simply accepting our defeat and walking away. I think we should leave for now. I, I desperately wish that we had been more successful in our attempts, but all we know for certain and he'll step away from the from the building for to have this part of the conversation <laughs> all we know for certain is that well he's unsavory and for some period of time he's kept a warehouse around a box that's given people headaches that doesn't make him a good person i agree but i also don't know whether i have you know enough I suspect him of enough to break down his building, fight all of his employees, and gain access to an office that may or may not contain any useful information about a person who, while I do believe merits investigation, may not be guilty of enough of a crime to merit all of that work and all of that damage to his property. We don't know whether these employees are guilty of anything at all, Certainly not about to shoot them.
2: Maybe we don't have to shoot them.
3: Well, perhaps Vargas and Bricksby are having better luck at the house with Dolga. Smash cut.
2: Damn it. I was going to say that.
0: <laughs> I, too, was going to say that. All right, we've smashed. We've cut. We are over <laughs> in the um, what passes for a wealthy neighborhood in Torch because they're Aren't all that many people in this town to begin with, and there are only a few who have any appreciable um, wealth accumulation. Um, and Dolga leads you over to uh, a fairly well-appointed uh, one-bedroom house at the end of a lane. Uh, looks like a quiet, you know, well-kept-up house. Um, from here, you can tell the door is shut, and that's about it. And Dolga will say, "Yeah." Uh, That's his place right there.
5: So as the uh, only semblance of law here, how do you want us to proceed, Doka?
0: Well, if I were you, and you were more, you know, limber and, and young, perhaps I'd sneak around the exterior, see if I can get a sense of where he is, if he's in there. And if all else fails, we can go in the front door whether he wants us to or not and she will clap the hammer on her hand um, dealing seven damage to herself and her arm breaks <laughs> 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 yeah that's the uh, type of pragmatic
5: approach that I was hoping that a strong leader like you would embody so yeah I, I think no better time than now to see if he's in there Do you want to go around opposite sides?
4: He says to Vargas. Probably a good idea. Insert maneuver. I'll head around to the back of the house. I don't know if there's a back door, but there's, I'm sure, at least windows. So yeah, Vargas will, uh, uh, he'll move around the side towards the back of the house. Does he see any second doors?
0: Um, why don't you roll me perception checks? And if you'd like to, you can roll stealth checks as well. This
4: will
1: be my uh, first roll with the uh, new die I got from uh, Ice Oak. Uh Finally, not taking a negative on this roll. An 11 on the die gives me a 19 perception. And my stealth with a 13 on the die will be a 24.
0: All right. My
4: uh, perception was a 12 on the die for a 14 and my stealth was a 15 on the die for a 16. Okay
0: well as you two are going around the house um you don't feel like anyone inside the house at least has noticed you. Um, A neighbor maybe peeks out at um, Vargas as he stumbles through a bush a little bit makes a little bit of noise but you don't notice any real activity inside the house. Um, There are several ground floor windows And there is a door around the back, all of which is closed. There's not really any signs of of activity um, in the house itself from the outside. And you can see in in the windows uh, to some extent. You don't see anybody in there. Just, you know, fairly nice furniture, bookcases, that sort of thing.
1: Uh, While we're around the back, can we just real stealthily, real cash, like, see if the door is locked?
0: Uh, Sure. Why don't you give me a a stealth roll specifically for that? Alrighty. This will be a good time for me to fail.
1: It's not a one, but it's a two. So that's a 13.
0: As you turn the (laughs) knob on the door, uh, the knob doesn't seem to be locked, so maybe you get a little bit too confident and give the door a push. And there's a resounding kind of as it hits in the door jam and it is locked. looks like some kind of deadbolt. All
1: right. Um, Do we hear anything in the house after Brixby's masterful attempt?
0: Uh, so far, no, no signs of activity. I think uh pinch of maneuver
5: you discussed might be a smart one. We might want to come in through the front and the back. Uh, maybe two in one, one in the other. We could have Dolga hold the back while we go in through the front.
4: Sounds good.
0: Uh, did Dolga
4: come with us around the back?
0: Uh, no, she stayed behind because she is not at all Stealthy.
4: I was going to ask her if No, I guess we can come back up to do it but he was going to ask her if she thinks she can break a door down (laughs)
0: Uh, she just holds up her hammer and and looks more at that than at you and she she says I have yet to meet the door I couldn't break down
4: right Uh,
0: then you go around the back we'll give a
4: signal you'll hear us starting to hit the front door and when we do you hit the back at the same time and uh, he'll wait uh till he sees her go through and he'll look down at brixby and say are you ready looks up ready when you are and
0: dolga clangs off with a negative two for stealth so <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh so do you want to try to pick it first i figured we would just smash it down but i guess we can get front door
1: i just don't know how much of a hardness there is on this thing um this is one thing I'm sort of good at, so if I can like knock it out, yeah. then we can,
4: uh... yeah, I can just slam it open, and that'll be loud enough for her to hear. After you pick it,
1: yeah, I have a plus eleven on this, so yeah. um, Bricks is gonna, if the front door is also locked, <laughs> Bricks is gonna take an attempt at disabling it. All right, um, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna toss this. Got a plus eleven on this with my extra plus two from the masterwork. Gonna need it, cause I rolled an eight. So that gives me a nineteen.
0: Um, with the nineteen, uh, you feel like you almost got it, and you can feel like one of the tumblers click into place, but just you know, at the last second, it just pops free um, and falls back to where it came from on Bricksby, and You know, it's gotta start over. All right, I'm gonna take another whack at it, hoping that I roll higher than an
1: eight. Fifteen this time. Which is good. That's a
0: 26. Yeah, with a 26 on the second try, Brixby is able to pop the lock uh, without much issue, and the door is ready to be opened.
1: Alright, I'll follow you. Uh, Brix is going to draw the magic missile wand and position himself after Vargas.
4: Vargas is, just in case, going to cast Light on his arm and then he is going to just slam into the door and open it hard like just burst in
0: you go in there's sort of the resounding bang of the door against the door jam and about a second later you hear dolga pound the um deadbolt in with her adamantine warhammer. um somewhere in the back of the room and you find yourselves in a sort of entrance foyer. Um, there's a potted plant that looks like it hasn't been watered in several days. The house is neat, sort of sparsely decorated. There's a couple ever-burning torches up in the wall like sconces on uh, here that keep it light, um, presumably at night. Obviously, it's day right now, and there are, you know, off to one side, there's a, looks like a parlor, sort of a lounge room of sorts, and on the other, um, some sort of uh, kitchen looks like from here. And you can see Dolga straight ahead. Um, basically, the hallway bisects the house, runs right down the middle. So and she's directly across from you. And that's what you see. And no sign of any activity besides the three of you.
4: Uh, so he will kind of raise his arm in the air just so... Like, I'm assuming it's a little bit dark just because we're inside a house with no lights lit even in the day. Uh, and he'll turn to Brixby and say... Ugh. We don't know what else he may have gotten from under the mountain. Should possibly check for traps as we're going through his home. I'll keep my eyes peeled
5: for anything. High tech or mechanical for sure. It's fan service right
4: there. (laughs) What Um, way do we want to go first? you think the foyer or the kitchen?
1: I was honestly thinking, because I didn't know how long they were going to be at the casino, that depending on the rooms that we mundane viable to search that we might want to take some 20s on some things like so the rooms that are available currently that there's a foyer sorry a parlor a kitchen and then is there an upstairs or is the bedroom in the back
0: um there's a looks like there's an upstairs the stairs are towards the back off where dolga is
4: so do we want to take 20 here in the hall and then check the other two downstairs rooms
1: yeah i figured we could all just go to separate rooms and
4: take our 20s um because we're not stepping through a doorway and he's got like a freaking claymore (laughs) or something we don't know what (laughs) heaps
1: yeah i mean uh bricks will definitely be the at least he doesn't have to be the only one who checks upstairs but given that no immediate traps came off when we went in through the door yeah i would think that if he's going to trap anything it, it might be in his bedroom possibly so, um, I'm happy to check anything that anybody's that anybody finds that might be suspicious before we open it up. Bricks will turn to Dolga and say, Dolga, uh, do you want to search
5: the parlor, perhaps? And um, Vargas and I can see if there's more than two rooms upstairs. Otherwise, one of us will come down and help you.
0: That sounds good to me.
5: Um, be on your guard. Uh, who knows who could sneak up on us
0: in here? She nods and she'll head forward into the... The parlor. Now, to be clear, when you say take 20, do you mean that you're like tossing the place basically? (laughs) Yep. That's what I want to do. I don't know. It doesn't make for great radio, so
1: I don't know if that's what everyone else wants to do. But, man, I mean, we didn't really set a time on this. We said that today we're going to be the, you know, the junior detectives. So I was assuming that since we were able to get in here, we might as well. if it looks like there's anything interesting everything check under the bed check every drawer check every pocket yeah i want to take a 20 because you know he's hiding a safe hiding crawl space anything else that we've kind of been discussing but yeah taking 20 with hope that if he's concealing something we will find it without too much regard for how much time it takes
0: okay and um what do you get when taking 20 both of you
1: is it a high tech or mechanical trap? I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I get, <laughs> I get a twenty-eight for
0: perception. To be <laughs> clear, yeah, I yeah, I get a two. Did you say a two or a, 22? Oh, a twenty-two? Twenty-two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have a,
4: uh, I have a uh, negative uh,
0: eighteen in perception. Ah, makes sense. It's all those um, shots he was doing the other night. Still, <laughs>
4: so I guess we're using brickspies then because. Uh, almost at 30 is a little bit better
0: (laughs) yeah i will say that um it does take some time but garmin doesn't seem to have a whole lot of stuff in his house um and the whole place doesn't really have a very lived in vibe it seems like he doesn't spend a lot of his time here but dolga is absolutely down for tossing the place as well so uh she's knocking over um shelves to look behind them and uh cutting open cushions with a dagger, you know. <laughs> She's having a ball. <laughs> She's just having a great time. Um, and, uh, you know, you don't really find anything of interest downstairs. Uh, you know, some silverware, some plates that probably get bent up from Dolga smashing. Um, <laughs> upstairs, there's a couple of bedrooms. Uh, one of them looks like completely unused, and there's basically nothing in there. And then there's what appears to be, you know, the master bedroom garments and again it doesn't look very lived in the bed's made everything is neat before you get there but you do find a false uh, back in the closet with that 28 you know taking 20 and you can sort of pop the panel off pull it out and there is a safe inside yes alright
1: answers hopefully bricks is gonna check to see if this safe has any old trappy do's on it um, which will be a separate perception roll, I know. Not great, Sam. A seven plus an eight gives me a 15. That appears to be safe. All righty. Well, wiggling his little stumpy paws, he will take out the masterwork uh, lockpick tools from his belt pouch and uh, get at it. So, not bad. Ten on the die gives me a 21.
0: Uh, with a 21 you know he's gotta have his ear right up to the side of the thing to to hear the what's it called the wheels moving into place um and Brixby's just sort of working it and working it and then he feels something pop you know and he'll go back the other way very painfully slowly and eventually finds the you know the next number and then one more click, and it feels like the latch has given. It feels like he's got the, <laughs> the safe open.
1: Well, um, uh, time to open this definitely not fireball-trapped safe right here. So Bricks is just going to, with a big smile on his face, proud of his hard work, do the open up the safe.
0: And as the uh, door clicks open... A uh, blade um, springs out, and um, I'm sad to say I rolled a natural 20 on the attack roll. Oh, wow. So I'm just going to roll to confirm for the spike trap.
1: Oh, no. My flat-footed AC is 11, Sam.
0: Okay, well, I just confirmed with a natural 20. So um, let's just see how much damage Brixby takes.
3: 18d10 you hate to see it
0: 20 damage as a spiked on a spring pops out um right as the door opens looks like it was sort of rigged up behind it on the tension and jams right into Brixby I'm going to need a fortitude save also
1: oh boy um is this against disease or poison it is
0: against disease
1: Oh, sick. All right, I have a plus two on this. Um, So plus five on this roll. 14 on the die. That's a 19, Sam.
0: All right, you're good. Um, The rather um, rusty-looking spike that impaled into Brixby and put a world of hurt on him doesn't appear to have uh, left anything untoward behind, but you find yourself sitting there with an open safe and a rather grievous injury.
1: Yeah, I was going to say it's funny that you say sitting there cuz I'm going to I don't mean to cut off the the fun inside of what's inside that safe. But Brixby was brought down to 3 remaining HP of his 23. So I'm pretty sure he is slumped, vomiting, and maybe eeks
5: out a Sometimes you break the safe and sometimes the safe breaks you before
1: passing out. <laughs> Just <laughs> Flavor, flavor pass out, but I'm, I'm just going to say that he is KO'd by how badly that that hurt him. That is awful.
4: <laughs> Fargus, uh, watching him open this and get hit in the, I'm assuming, like, face with a spike. He's going to go, are you okay? <laughs>
5: <clears throat> Please tell me the safe is filled with new faces. At least as handsome as this one,"
1: he says, with like a hole probably (laughs) directly in the center of it.
2: (laughs) That's a lot of hit points. Yeah, (laughs) bud.
1: Thank goodness we leveled up, or that would have been. Yeah, I was
0: gonna say that would have killed
1: level two crits.
0: Yeah, that was four off max damage for the crit, so.
1: The fact that it didn't take me down was pretty amazing. But yeah, no, I think passed out in a pool of his own blood, he'll leave Vargas with the spoils <laughs> of his his labors. You know? What uh,
0: do we see in the safe? Uh, inside the safe is a nice little wooden coffer and, um, and a sealed, or not a sealed, a envelope with a broken seal. Can I tell what this, I'm going to take the uh, envelope
4: out. Can I tell what the seal looked like it was? Did it have like a, uh, was it just like a glob of wax or was it somebody's like actual insignia?
0: Uh, It's a glob of wax, but it's got a weird kind of U shape imprinted on it. That's sort of thicker at the tips and down at the bottom. It's sort of more like slanted lines. It's a difficult shape to describe is what it is. You can roll on that shape. Yeah, go for it.
1: Can I also, as my spirit is floating up to rat heaven,
4: the <laughs> ghost
0: of Brixby, can also roll knowledge footage on that. He's got that thing like from
4: anime where like the ghost is coming out of the mouth and it stops halfway to look into the safe.
1: <laughs> All right, that's not so bad. 13 on the die gives you a 21, bow uh,
4: You actually beat me. That was a 16 on the die for a 20. I think I'm plus.
0: Yeah, neither of you has ever seen this symbol before. You know, whatever it is, it's obscure.
4: I'm gonna open the envelope.
0: Is there anything still in it? There is a single piece of paper in the envelope which has shockingly neat handwriting on it. Um, has the note appeared on your roll 20 screens? Yes, it has. So, uh, he will unfold it and he'll
4: say to Brooksby, there's a note written in common, very oddly perfect writing. My requests are simple. The power relay must remain operational and concealed until I return to retrieve it. Furthermore, I expect that you be aware of any unusual activities in town. Specifically, if you learn of anyone attempting to pursue me under the Black Hill, do what you can to deter them without compromising the relay. There will be an additional fee for this. If you are unable to dissuade them... Assemble what intelligence you can and deliver it to my people under the hill. Or simply subdue the interlopers if that is more convenient for you. Again, we are willing to offer additional payment for this potentially hazardous service. And it's signed with the letter M. Mm. Power relay. That's probably that thing we found in the warehouse, right? Yeah,
5: yep.
4: Mm. Can you hold that over my face so I can look at it? (laughs) <laughs> It'll uh, hold it out for uh, Berkby to look at with his one remaining uh, eye. <laughs> <laughs> so,
5: interesting. The we here makes me uncomfortable. So, uh, under the assumption that she was traveling with a, a party of, of hired people living, I feel like We might indicate. I've been worried from the beginning of this that the Technic League might catch wind more worried than ever now. Makes sense.
4: We were told when we came here that they leave Torch alone in exchange for them using the Torch. With it out, they would move on the city. If the League is involved, this is very dangerous. Yeah.
5: I just feel like looking at the language in this note, not only is it incredibly formal, which my passing experiences with the Technic League have been blessedly minimal, but they carry themselves with this imperiousness
1: you see Bricks, despite the fact that most of his face is missing, which makes the whole facial expressions a lot harder to read. Um, you see genuine distaste, if not outright hate. And you see it
4: reflected right back at you from Vargas. He is very much not a fan of the League, and he was really hoping they would not get involved with what was going on here. Yeah, oh, I have a feeling
5: just the amount of money. It seems to be mentioned for a man who in this town has more money than, well, I wouldn't say than some goods, but probably some sitting on the town council. It's hard to think who would be in a position to incentivize him to come into their service.
4: They also appeared to have thought going under the mountain would be much easier than it ended up being. If you look here, this, M assumed that Garmin would be able to simply pop down and talk to her men at any time. All we've found down there were corpses. Mm. That's true. It just seems like a uh, out of character here that it sounds like she thought like you'd just be able to pop in and there'd be people waiting at the door guarding the place. We have not run into anything like that. And we've gone, I would assume far enough in that if they had left guards,
1: we'd have seen them. Yeah. I mean, it, it, does raise some questions about the skulks, about like what else they were asked to do besides stab anybody to death down there. But at the same time, I feel like we did get all the information out of Seth, and if Seth was supposed to be some sort of intermediary, Mm -hmm. they probably would have shared more of that with us. They didn't really seem particularly duplicitous for a subterranean, evil, shape-shifting murderer. Mm -hmm. But my... Yeah, my murder yeah. scope could be broken. I wonder, too. Just in the note itself, it... Oh, sorry, go ahead.
3: No, I was just, just thinking, as someone who's not in the room reading this now, um, like, huh, Connor had a fight and killed off a lot of the skulls, including their original leader. Could the could he have been in on it, but not Seth? I don't know about the timeline exactly, yeah. when. if this is who we think it is. Like, was did any of this happen before Connor went down and killed a bunch of Skulks? I don't know.
4: Yeah, do we know which trip Connor killed all the Skulks on? Was it his first trip or his second trip? Do we know?
0: Um, it was his, his first trip.
4: So that probably would have been before her, because I'm assuming that M is Purple Hair Lady, which she went down between his first and second trip. Yeah, because it just sounds like in the note, like she was expecting to like basically set up a base camp down there almost like, and that clearly didn't happen because we would have run into them by now.
1: Yeah, my theory, I mean, now, yeah, I mean, they went under to activate a generator without a doubt that then is working through this power relay. That means that whoever this person is who is doing this also has somebody that they are transmitting power to up to 150 miles away. Mm hmm. Which, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's disturbingly close by. Definitely. But that also, I think, I mean, you know, there are also the rope fists, but from what we've seen, they don't appear to be particularly, like, technologically advanced. Yeah. So it's, I I really think that all of these things, the, the resources, the, again, to repeat myself, kind of imperious sort of mm-hmm. declaration that is this letter, and then the just the fact that there could be somebody in another place with enough resources to also harness this power makes me strongly believe that we are meddling with technical league affairs i'm saying this is zach not as brixby
4: and Um, the letter like the in-universe letter sam is it typed
0: um it like we are I don't know that you, your characters would have a frame of reference for that, but the yeah. um, characters on it, they're perfectly uniform, like a typed font. Yeah, like I don't
4: think Vargas would have ever seen, like, print type printed paper, like not even printing press type stuff. Maybe, well, he may, he probably would have seen, like, printing press in Osirian, but not something like this. This looks like, like, if your sheet is what it's supposed to look like, that's, like, word processor level stuff
3: doesn't mean it couldn't have been magically scribed though potentially yeah. I mean we're thinking True. Gutenberg press stuff in the real world but I know there are spells that you can have basically dictate and it will write it yeah. for you
4: and I feel um, like something like that you would do like uh, would be like script like you would do like what people would think of as like you know like a really nice fancy script handwriting
1: Again, if this is the technic league, though those two things are—it's—it's it's one in the same. Up. So it's technomancy all the way through. So, mm-hmm. um, so I think bricks, uh, spurred by his uh, eternal avarice, will then. <coughs> and uh,
0: what's in the coffer?
1: Vargas will uh, reach in and take the
4: coffer out. And is it locked, or is it just flip open?
0: It's just flip open, like a kind of like a wooden humidor sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And inside is 2,400 gold pieces in various denominations, but all neatly stacked.
4: It's gold. Quite a lot of it.
5: Sadoga, this is nothing against torch, but I'm quite sure that hospital bills here are very expensive. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that this should primarily be put into a GoFundMe. Of sorts for my health, because I am very wounded. We're keeping this.
4: tail <laughs> Rattail uh, charity for
0: Wayward Yasoki. <laughs>
1: for rogues who can't do their job good.
0: Yeah, that's definitely my charity. Yeah. And while Brixby convalesces on the floor in Garmin Ulrith's bedroom, I'm going to bed.
3: Good night, hey, Sam. 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 I'm less angry at you. Like I'm more angry at my own dice rolls so than I am at you. I'm hard against the
0: Against the Machine is property of its creators, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron God's Adventure Path are properties of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information. Meme Against the Machine, written and performed by our own Zach. Please consult the show notes for additional music and sound effect licensing information. But I am a mess. So.
2: I swear to God I have stress <laughs> dreams about this now. It's just uh one day I get a I get a not a slack. What are these called? Discord and Sam busy, like, we've talked about it and you're off the show. Uh learn how to f***ing count. He says fing because oh. we're not We are recording. Oh no. We
3: couldn't make it a single minute. <laughs> minute zero, even one second minute.
2: 32. <laughs>
3: this is gonna be one for the one <laughs> for the just record not books. <laughs>
2: See, all of my work. It's out of my system now.